We have live action sports back, ladies and gentlemen. Over the weekend, got a chance to see the golf tournament that featured Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Tom Brady split his pants, but made a nice little birdie there on the golf course. NASCAR returns on this evening in Charlotte. And also, after watching the last dance with Michael Jordan in those Chicago Bulls, the 1990s, ESPN coming out with another fantastic documentary, this 30 for 30 on Lance Armstrong and the Tour de France, the rise and fall of one Armstrong. But you are locked and loaded, brand new week on the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information you will find anywhere. This right here being in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And in honor of our brave men and women, our brave veteran soldiers who do so much in fighting for our rights, protecting our freedoms in the United States of America, and also our soldiers that have risked their lives to make sure that our rights and freedoms have been are being protected. Happy Memorial Day to everyone from us here at TDA. Hopefully everybody doing well, enjoying this time with friends and family and loved ones who, were, who may have also been veterans or soldiers served in the military but we're coming to you as always from tuscaloosa streaming this live to you via youtube speaking of youtube go ahead right now smash the subscription button hit that subscription button and turn on your notifications so that you can have all the updates and analysis content on your crimson tide but as always joined here by the straw who stirs the drink the producer in the building john ivory man let me know what's up how you feeling What's going on, everybody? Happy Memorial Day. Shout out to all the vets. Um, my dad actually served in the Army for 22 years. So shout out to all the vets. Y'all share the show, and we're about to turn up. Shouting out to John's father and uncle, also my father and uncle as well, who served in the military. But we want you to be a part of the show, and you can do this by calling 205-448-1358. That number again, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. We want you being a part of the conversation later on. In the show, we're going to have former Alabama wide receiver Mac Herford talking Christian Barmore, Najee Harris, Shane Lee, Jalen Moody, and other players on the Crimson Tide coming into the upcoming season. But we start things off with one Devontae Smith, the Alabama wide receiver, going into his senior year in the upcoming season. And uh, Jim Nagy. Jim Nagy, who is the executive director for the Senior Bowl, who does an outstanding job. Nagy, who is also an NFL draft analyst for ESPN, also an NFL scout for 18 years. He posted a tweet a couple of weeks back, or a week or so back, and the tweet here is on screen. Nagy said Devontae Smith was the most complete wide receiver Alabama had this past year and he said this even with the Crimson Tide having a quartet of outstanding weapons led by Jerry Judy the Fred Blitnikoff Award winner the consensus All-American the two-time 1,000-yard weapon who by the way was selected number 15 overall in the first round of this year's draft to those Denver Broncos behind him you've got Henry Ruggs the third a speed demon who can also catch the ball at its highest point 
very sound route runner, uh, great hands, a guy that ran a 4-2-7-40 at the NFL Scouting Combine. He was selected number 12 overall in the draft by the Las Vegas Raiders. And then you have one Jalen Waddle, who is lightning in a bottle of the human joystick as a freshman, 848 yards receiving this past season. 560 yards on the receiving end is dynamic on special teams as well. But Nagy looks at Devontae Smith as the most complete guy. And for me, I kind of share in that same sentiment just due to Smitty coming in here, coming into his senior year, former four-star out of MI Louisiana at 6'1", 175 pounds. Smitty has shown myself in the media as well as you, the Crimson Tide faithful, that he can do it all. He has been able to wear quite a few hats in his career. 2017, his freshman year, he showed, if you overlook me, I will catch game-winning touchdowns. He did it against Mississippi State and Jalen Hurts' best game throwing the football that year. I mean, of course, he came back with his more, you know, heroic moment, the college football playoff national title game against Georgia, catching the 41-yard touchdown pass from Tua Tungo-Vangoa on second and 26. Place went crazy. Coach Saban called it one of the greatest moments of his life, Alabama getting the 26-23 to victory there. So, that season, Smitty showed, if you sleep on me, I'm going to catch game-winning touchdown passes. The very next year, he showed, if you sleep on me, I will prove to you that I can create massive production. As a sophomore, Devontae Smith was one of five receivers to bring in at least 40 passes. He grabbed, he caught at least 40 balls and as a sophomore from Tua Tungavangoa. And then this past season, he showed... If you overlook me, I can be the leading man. And Smitty, in 2019, though Jerry Judy was the high man for receptions, Smitty was the high man for receiving yards, 1,256. Touchdowns with 14. Yards per game with 96.6. He had three 100-yard games, two 200-yard performances against the Mississippi Rebels and the LSU Tigers. So, wore quite a few hats he did in proving that he can be dangerous in game-winning touchdowns, dangerous in consistent production, and then dangerous in he can also be the leading man if you do not keep an eye on this individual. And while a lot of people look at, you know, Smitty's got to get bigger, he doesn't have the size, he's only 6'1", you know, 175 pounds, sometimes you are what you are, you may not grow anymore, but when you look at what Devontae Smith excels in, he may not have a size, he may not have the blazing 4-2-4-3 speed, but here is somebody that tremendous route runner. He executes every single route on the tree, runs it to perfection, great in getting off of press coverage, great in working back to the quarterback, a guy that also strong hands. You rarely see Smitty drop passes. Devontae Smith doesn't drop too many footballs. As good as Jerry Judy was in his career, and Judy was looked at as the most complete, compact receiver in this recent draft, there are moments where Judy would drop an easy pass here or there. 
Devontae Smith, not the case with him. He's catching the ball whether it's simple. He's catching the ball whether it's complex. He's catching the ball whether the degree of difficulty is way out of the hemisphere. If that ball is anywhere near number six, he's bringing it in. He's grabbing it in. And he's making a big-time play. So, route running there. Ability, ability to work back to the quarterback there. Strong hands there. He's got deceptive speed. So, when you when you feel like he's not going to get behind you, nine times out of ten, the young man will get behind you. Very deceptive with the speed. And the big thing is, highly intelligent. Intelligent IQ and an unselfish willing blocker does not pout if the ball is not coming his way. That 175 pounds completely turns into I'm cleaning somebody's head off. I'm knocking somebody's clock out. I'm blocking to help whether it's a running back, whether it's one of my guys at wide receiver, whether it's the quarterback. I'm turning around and I'm making myself a blocker to help my guys get up and down the field. So, Devontae Smith, a total package guy. Now, in terms of just wide receivers coming back to college football in this upcoming season and competition that Smitty is going to have to face in trying to be, you know, a first-round guy, a first-round receiver in this past draft, 35 guys at that receiver position were selected, including six in the first round, two of those six. Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs, Smitty trying to do the same thing in the 2021 venue. But as you're checking out the slide here, here, here would be Smitty's competition. You got Jamar Chase of LSU, who had a monster year a season ago. Now that monster year came with Joe Burrow as the quarterback. How will he fare with Miles Brennan? Throwing him the football remains to be seen. Behind Jamar Chase, you have one Jalen Waddle of Alabama, Smitty's teammate. Waddle, to me, as I mentioned before, lightning in a bottle, Mr. Human Joystick, Mr. You Can't Tackle Me. I am I'm faster than the speed of light. You can't touch me. Jalen Waddle trying to see if he can if he can carve up a first-round stock as well. And then you have Justin Ross out of Clemson who is a more taller, physical wide receiver. He did not have a 1,000-yard year this past season, but we'll look to get that thing right with Trevor Lawrence coming up here. Behind Ross, you have Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. You have Chris Olave from Ohio State. He's teaming back up with Justin Fields. You've got... Amon, you got Amon Ray St. Brown out of USC, and he's going to be interesting because if the Trojans are able to play Alabama to start the year, things are looking pretty good right now for that matchup to happen. It's going to give us a good battle between Smitty and St. Brown. Both guys good route runners. Both guys physical when they want to be. Both guys attack the ball at its highest point. Both guys really, really solid playmakers. And are going to be taking over for the number one guy that's moved on. Jerry Judy moving on, which opens up Devontae Smith. Of course, Michael Pittman Jr. moving on from USC, which opens up Amon Ray St. Brown. So there he is from USC. The next guy, Charleston Rambo, looking to be a big star. Moving on as he takes over for the departed CeeDee Lamb. Four of the Sooners, so there's Charleston Rambo. So 
You got a lot. And also Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State. So just a couple of guys or a few guys that will be in this competition with Devontae Smith and trying to show who will be the number one receiver potentially taken off the board here in the 2021 NFL Draft. And who can be the number one standout receiver in college football this upcoming season? So the reason why we're bringing up Smitty here is due to the fact that the NFL – is going to a more smaller weapon type of league here. In, in years past, you had a lot of the big-bodied, physical 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", type guys that could not separate just on route running. They had to separate with their body. They got to elevate, box out the defensive back like you're playing basketball, catching the football that way. And though... There's still a lot of those big-bodied receivers that can also run routes that are still dominating the league. You know, guys like Julio Jones for the Atlanta Falcons, DeAndre Hopkins of the Houston of, uh, of the Arizona Cardinals. Now, excuse me. Then you have Michael Thomas of the Saints, uh, Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Keenan Allen is really good from the LA Chargers. Also, AJ Green and Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay of the Detroit Lions. So you have some physical big body weapons still dominating the league. It's now going more so to kind of these smaller body guys taking over. Calvin Ridley and Amari Cooper, both of those guys six feet, six one. You look at a Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's 5'10", and he's burning the league up right now. Odell Beckham Jr. for the Cleveland Browns is 5'11". Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks is 5'10". Stephon Diggs is barely 6 feet for the Buffalo Bills now. So you see more of these smaller guys taking over the game right now, and this is why... This is a huge feather in the hat of Devontae Smith. I know Alabama gives him 6'1", but he probably may be 6 feet, maybe even 5'11", give or take there. But because of his ability to run precise routes, because of his ability to snatch and attack the ball at its highest point, because of his ability to work back the quarterback and also, you know, deceptive speed, intelligent, doesn't drop a lot of passes, and is also an effective, efficient, willing blocker, I can't can see why one Jim Nagy, executive director of the Senior Bowl, would say, you know, he's the most, he was the most complete guy. Jerry Judy, outstanding. Henry Ruggs, outstanding. Jalen Waddle, outstanding. But in his mind, I can see why he would pull out Devontae Smith, seeing how Smitty's clutch, seeing how Smitty has shown us in the last three seasons that he can be the clutch game-winning big play receiver. She can be the master production guy, one of only five guys to catch 40 passes in sophomore year 2018 and then last year where people didn't really expect him to be the leading man. They expected it to be, you know, Jerry Judy. Some expected it to be maybe Henry Ruggs. Other folks kind of had Jalen Waddle pencil down there. But 2019, Smitty said, hold on now. I can be the leading man too. He had over 1,200 receiving yards, 14 touchdowns, left a team with 96.6 yards per game there. But we take our first break here on In My Own Words, just getting it started here on a Memorial Day edition of the show. Upon our return, we unpack your phone calls, tweets, thoughts, text messages, questions, and concerns after this. Hey. 
Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. Back into the action, folks, on the hottest form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. In my own words, happy Memorial Day to everybody out there tuning in. Hopefully you are spending this time with friends and family. It's your time, Bama Nation, though, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. That number one more time, 205-448-1358. Be sure to also hit that subscribe subscribe button and turn on those notifications so that you can have the best and alerts news information and content on your crimson tie but we pick up Waylon to start this monday Waylon, what's going on brother happy memorial day to you it's memorial day it's monday tda what else do i need to say what's going on down at tda steven Doing well, man. Happy for this Memorial Day. I'm proud to have a father and and an uncle that served in the armed forces. My uncle was in the Army for about 21 years. My father spent some time in the Navy. So just saluting the brave men and women that tirelessly work to make sure that our freedoms, rights are protected on this great day. Exactly, exactly. We have to honor all of them. Excuse me on this. Memorial Day, that's what it's all about. But, uh, you know, I was looking at the uh, who the breakout player may be there on the poll on PDA on YouTube. I'm going to have to go with Smitty. Smitty has tasted that. He's like a shark in the water. He's tasted that blood before. And when he caught that championship throw from Tua, I believe Smitty will be the best player on our offense this year. If nothing don't happen, I can see that happening. I mean, and the thing I always wanted to discuss here, Waylon, is as much as Alabama fans, you guys know how great Devontae Smith is. Me personally, myself, as I've seen him all three years. And, of course, the national media knows how good he is. The SEC media as well. But for some reason, it still kind of feels like Smitty is still sort of under the radar, kind of underrated, if you will. Like, he doesn't always get that credit that he rightfully deserves. Not saying he's seeking it because he doesn't. It's just kind of eerie how Smitty never really gets the credit he's due. No, he doesn't get the credit he's due there, and uh, he's going to have to lead. He'll be the uh, our main man, uh, uh, leading a wide receiver. He'll be the boss of the wide receivers, and he'll have to, you know, take everybody, of course, him and Waddle, and uh, Smitty will be there. You know, I told everybody I was going to make my prediction here on the uh, on the show this evening, and uh, since everybody's done doing it, I've heard Mr. Paul Feinbaum and uh, several other people make their predictions. Well, I'm on. I'm going to go ahead and make mine. I'm going to step out on the limb. I'm saying Alabama, Florida, SEC championship game, 
And once again, think about it real hard. Alabama versus Clemson. Wayman? What do you think? What do you think, Stephen? I like that. I like that. I I like Florida. I like Bama, Florida. Just due to Georgia's a good team, but they got to get the chemistry down with a new quarterback and Jamie Newman, a new offensive coordinator, along with some other new pieces. For Florida, I want to see the full package of Dan Mullins' quarterback whispering come out because we hear all the time how great Mungin is with quarterbacks. People say, look at what he did with Tim Tebow and look at what he did with uh, Dak Prescott and some other guys he's worked with. Well, you've got Kyle Trask down there. You've got an Emory Jones who's pretty good. I want to see the whisperer of Dan Mungin really come out and push Florida to that SEC title game. I think we'll have that again because uh, Clemson has the easiest route. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is, is still there. He's a weapon. He's got some wide receivers. Alabama and Clemson will be so uh, – I, I think they'll go down to the wire once again, and uh, I believe it will be Alabama and Florida in the SEC. It should have been Alabama-Florida last year if you really if you really think about it. But I'll get, I'm going to hop out of here and get out of the queue, but I've got our Memorial Day poem here, a little four-line poem here. We thought we'd say that, and uh, we're going to wish everybody a Memorial Day and hope everybody gets back in here Wednesday. So we're going to wind it up with this. Remember those who served before. Remember those are no more. Remember those who served today. Remember them all on Memorial Day. All right, Stephen, we'll catch y'all Wednesday. Y'all have a good one. Bye-bye. Appreciate it, Wagon. Short, sweet, and to the point with that when we continue with another call on a Monday. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on? Hey, Stephen, this is Cleo. I was just calling to tell you we're doing a good job tonight. I appreciate it, Cleo. Hey, how you feeling in Bessemer? How you feeling in Birmingham, Cleo? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm doing good, Cleo. I can't complain. But uh, I appreciate you for calling in. You keep listening. Appreciate it. Thank you. Keep keep up the good work, okay? We're going to try to. <laughs> Got my friend Cleo over here calling in to the show here on In My Own Words. But we go to a very interesting topic here, JP. And uh, Nick Saban, it's not like Coach Saban needs any type of help recruiting because all he's got to do is flash the five rings on his hand and tell a young athlete, hey, you want to come help me win number six? And I'm pretty sure the athletes are going to take boat, they're going to take boats, planes, trains, cars to you know help Coach Saban do this. So he has reached a reputation where he doesn't need any help recruiting anybody, but it does make a big deal. It, it does mean something when you have one of your former players, one of your former standouts, and legendary guys, if you will, to uh, to kind of. Uh, you know, uh, co-sign the program, if you will. So on Sunday, the SEC Network, it, they released this tweet, and it was paying homage to Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry quote tweets the post saying, for y'all recruits out there, y'all know where to go, y'all know where to get it from, hashtag tied with three elephants, with three elephants to end off the quote tweet. And I'm like, I mean, that's great. That is great. I mean, I mean that that is great. I mean, once again, it's not like Coach Saban needs any help here, but 
when you got a guy like Derrick Henry of whom uh, he filled out everything, he, he accomplished everything he wanted in high school. This was a five-star out of Uly High School in Florida, five-star guy, Mr. Football in the state. He was a USA Today All-American. He broke the high school career rushing record, over 12,000 yards rushing in, in his career, did everything in high school. So then he comes to college at Alabama in 2013, and though he had some doubt, though he had some moments where it was like, you know, do I transfer? You know, I'm not getting the ball the way I want to. Was it worth it coming to Alabama? Did I really need to be here? Like, like all people do. You know, you have those doubts. You have those questions. You have those concerns in the back of your mind. And, of course, Coach Saban, running backs coach Burton Burns, both guys sat him down and assured him that, you know, Derek, we know you're good. We know you're the man. We know you're the guy. We know that you have all the ability and capability and athleticism to be the man. Just be patient. Be patient with us. We're going to work with you. We are going to give you an opportunity. You will be the guy. And, you know, 2014, we saw what he did as the backup behind TJ Yeldon. That was a good year for Henry. And then 2015, as Yeldon moved off to the NFL, People didn't really know how healthy Kenyon Drake was going to be coming off a gruesome leg injury against Ole Miss. And Henry puts on the weight. He puts on the muscle. He puts on the mentality that this is going to be my football team. And, you know, lo and behold, he got his chance and he ran with it. And I mean, a single season rushing record for Alabama, single season rushing record for the SEC. He swept the college football awards, taking home everything but the kitchen sink, including winning the Heisman Memorial Trophy. He's Alabama's career leader in rushing yards. He was drafted in the second round of a 2016 venue to the Tennessee Titans this past season, the league's rushing champion. Everybody said he's too big, he's too tall, he's too physical, he's not going to pan out, his running style doesn't work, he's going to be a bust. All the man did was put up 1,540 rushing yards, 16 touchdowns, and if not for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs standing in his way, Henry would have probably got to the Super Bowl. So, you know, when a guy like that tells recruits, because he can relate to these young guys because he's been there before, when a guy like that tells recruits, go to Alabama, that's the place, you know, that's the spot, you know you're going to get it in, it just, it hits differently. It, it allows a recruit to really sort of take things in, sort of examine things in, and they're like, well, if this guy could do it, if this guy can go to Alabama and have success, then you know there's hope for me as well. So there's you know, Derrick Henry, even in the pros, the biggest ambassador for Crimson Tide football. We're going to take another break here on the show. Don't touch that dial, though, just getting warmed up. Continue to line us up there in the YouTube chat line and the call-in queue as well, the call-in line as well. Upon our return, we sit down with former Alabama wide receiver Mac Hereford to talk Crimson Tide football after this. If you want 
delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi. Check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson To Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We are rocking and rolling on a patriotic day, Memorial Day here in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate you guys for tuning in on today, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. But we now go to the In My Own Words hotline. We pick up good friend of mine, former Alabama wide receiver, Mr. Mac Money Time Hereford. Mac, what's going on, brother? Steven, nothing much. I'm, I'm so happy to be on and uh, glad to hear your voice and uh, ready to kick this thing off. Happy to have you here, Mac. We got Mac Hereford on the line who played for the Crimson Tide from 2016 to 2019. And first and foremost, Mac, congratulations to you on on uh, con- on continuing your career at the University of Vanderbilt, the Vanderbilt Commodores. Know that you're going to do a great job over there. But first thought in my mind is for a lot of five stars, some of them have the talent but not the work ethic. Others have the work ethic but no talent. Najee Harris has both. And he prides himself on being better. He takes pride in perfecting every single part of his craft. He's been working tirelessly on being the best running back, not just in the SEC but the country in this upcoming year. In playing with Harris, what sets him apart from everybody else in your mind, what makes Najee tick? Yeah, I would say, as you spoke on, you know, his work ethic is unbelievable. Uh, you know, it's the craziest thing that you get to see at Alabama. These guys come in and, you know, they're five stars. And there, there's a reason a lot of them are five stars because they're putting in the work. Um, but Najee in particular, some things that I don't think a lot of people see, um, you know, is some of the stuff he does off the field. Uh, in particular, I walked through the training room and I don't know if there's a day I walk by without Najee Harris being in the training room, whether he's doing stretching, um, you know, yoga. He's doing some kind of thing to make sure his body is right and, and staying in shape. Uh, and that's one thing that I think is huge. And then, you know, when it comes to nutrition, I, I've seen him personally. Like I've been walking in, you know, when I've walked into the dining room uh, at Alabama, like a couple of times, I would see him sitting down with Amy Bragg, you know, our lead nutritionist. Um, and, he would be going over nutrition. Um, so it, it, it's really cool because he, people see that work that he puts in, you know, with working out, with doing different drills, but the keeping his body right, whether it be nutrition, whether it be, you know, ice bath, cold tub, hot tub, all those things require so much discipline. Um, and Nazi does such a good job of that, which I think is something that really separates him. Now, now how many carries are 
Do you see his workload potentially increasing this season just due to he came back for a senior year? I know Alabama wants to get Trey Sanders, Keegan Robinson, Brian Robinson, and a lot more of these guys involved. But just as you mentioned, so keen in the, in the nutrition, so keen in the training room, do you potentially see possibly Najee's workload increasing a bit this season? Yes, I, and I think you get a little bit of taste of that. Um, you know, in, in the Michigan game, he had like over 20 carries. It was around like 25 carries or something. Um, and, and, you know, had unbelievable production. Uh, and so I, I think that, you know, leaning towards the end of the season, I know in Auburn he, you know, had a ton of carries too. And he was doing so well. And I think that that just kind of leads into the next year. I think that he will be able to take on more, and I think he will. We're live from the phone lines, folks. If you're just tuning in to the show with former Alabama wide receiver Mac Herford, played from 2016 to 2019 on that 2017 national championship team and part of two SEC title squads as well. And Mac, switching this now from offense to defense and a guy that played with so much passion a season ago, even in limited action, that being one Christian Barmore. When I watch him, I see an angrier version of Sean Robinson. I know some people compare him to Quentin Williams. You played with Q. You came in the same recruiting class as Q Williams 2016. When you look at Barmore, what separates him? Uh, when, you watch, when you watched him in practice, when you watched him in games, when you watched him in the locker room, what was Barmore's mentality 24-7 as he prepares for this year? He, uh, you know, to put it short and sweet for you, um, Barmore is a killer, uh, you know, on the field. He, he's always in the mindset that he's going to be anybody and everybody off that line um, and get into that back, uh, you know, backfield. And, and he believes, he truly does, that no one can stop him. And, and you get to see that. Like, when he gets in, it's just – it's special to see. Uh, you know, he, he gets in there and he makes it happen. His production last year was unreal when he got in. Um, and, and I would say he is similar to Q, um, in a way, uh, and, you know, they have similar play styles and, and mentality in the way that when they're out there on the field, they think they're the best person on that field. Uh, and a lot of times that shows, um, I, I can think about a time that he got in at the end of a game last year where he had a just massive sack, uh, and the whole team was surrounding him. He's just a, a charismatic guy, um, that people love to be around. He's loud, he's enthusiastic. Um, and, and so I think that's what makes him special and I think that that's the mentality he has and I really like he's going to ball out next year another guy on the defense as we're sticking here with the defense Mac here for just a moment and uh, we look at one Shane Lee of whom uh, he had a lot of responsibilities this past season he entered his freshman year with the idea of Dylan Moses is going to be the starting linebacker I just have to learn from this guy right here I can take some notes I'm going to play but I don't have to be the guy and then unfortunately Dylan gets hurt you know Shane becomes the guy and uh, you know Lee for the most part stands wise had a strong year 86 tackles was around the football made plays just maybe didn't have the speed that he would like to have he's working on that right now but from playing with him last year what do you expect or what can we expect from Shane Lee as he looks to make that jump from year one to year two well Shane so so one of the things that I think that a lot of people get confused you know I think it doesn't have as much to do with Shane's speed as people think. Um, like I can remember back in the fall camp, uh, I was on the field and I caught this crosser route and I'm turning up 
and I see a guy, he has an angle on me, but he comes out of nowhere and, and, you know, and runs me out of bounds. And I'm sitting there and he's laughing and I'm like, you know, who is this new guy? Who's this new linebacker? Um, and, and, and that's kind of like shows that Shane has the speed. I, I think he is, is actually fast. I think that what it is is just his hip mobility at times um, and agility. I think he's a little tight in the hips so that like when someone like Waddle were to, could, you know, could juke someone out like that, I, you know, I think that his, he has good speed. I just think it's that reaction and, and hip mobility. And I think that he's going to get a lot better with that. I think you're going to expect to see him just, you know, come in even better, whether it be getting faster, if that is like really a problem. And then, you know, he's going to be looser in the hips and able to read the defense. I mean, he was a freshman and comes in and, you know, in a critical part of the defense and just did a really good job leading uh, and coaching up others. Um, and he's a very intelligent guy and, and just works extremely hard. That I, I think you'll see him, you know, step up again next year and, you know, have an awesome and very productive season. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in to the show, we got former Alabama wide receiver Mac Herford on the show here, played for the Crimson Tide from 2016 to 2019. And, uh, Mac, you look at one, Talia Tonga who decided to not only put his name in the transfer portal, but now, you know, with the Maryland Terrapins, and he gets a chance to have a legacy, you know, on his own. He got a chance to witness the legacy that Tua had at the University of Alabama, but now he goes with a great coach and Michael Loxley, you know, to the Big Ten. Uh, what do you expect to see from Talia as he looks to kind of turn that conference upside down, so to speak, and give Maryland something to cheer about be happy about i think that Tolio will will get out there and his name you know when he gets on that field you know his name's going to be on that list of top quarterbacks uh it, it's crazy to be at a place like alabama and have so much talent at the quarterback position uh and that's what makes it tough on so many of these guys uh you know it's like playing with the guy it's just crazy that that's the case because he is unreal um you know he's a lot like his brother in, in a lot of ways but also, he's very different. Uh, I think he, he, you know, when I got to experience playing with him, um, especially during fall camp, you know, his his ability to extend plays is different than two is, and he takes a, a couple more shots, um, and he can really sling it. And he's really enthusiastic. now? Yes, he can He can sling it, and he can take some shots. Like, I, I, I'm telling you, I, there's, there's plenty of times where I'm the last read on the play on a, like, cross on a 20-yard crosser, and he's running, you know, to the left, and he's right-handed, and still just making these passes that are just unreal. Um, and he's just shifty. Uh, and, and so I think he will blow up uh, in Maryland. I think he will pop off and, and do really well, especially with Coach Loxley and him having a relationship um, because he Loxley was there with Tua. Um, and, you know, I really look forward to seeing what he can do. He's, he's a gamer, and I, I think it'll be fun to see him you know, fit somewhere and, and really do a great job. Going to be fun to watch Talia Tungabangoa with those Maryland Terrapins in the upcoming season. But we got Mac Hereford on the line here, former Alabama wide receiver, played from 2016 to 2019. On In My Own Words, talking Crimson Tide football. Mac, we appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on and taking time out of your Memorial Day to spend with us here, man. You continue to be safe, be good, and go out there and kick some butt at Vanderbilt. <laughs> Steven, thank you so much for having me, and uh, I look forward to, you know, maybe being on the show again sometime and just 
to seeing all my former teammates really do their job and ball out. But I uh, appreciate you, everyone out there. Stay safe and uh, roll tide. Appreciate Mac Hereford coming on, talking Crimson Tide with us on the show. We take another break here, folks, but don't touch that down. Upon our return, we unpack more of your phone calls, thoughts, tweets, uh, questions, and concerns on a Memorial Day Monday show right after this. menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. We're kicking it with you here, folks. Memorial Day style on a Monday. How to show on the streets. Best form of Crimson Tide football news in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. John Ivory in the building as well, dropping them hot beats and flavor in your ears. But Tide Nation, your time again. 205-448-1358, the number to call in to let your voice be heard, voicing your opinion, 205-448-1358, that number one more time, 205-448-1358, you can also leave a voicemail with that number as well and as you're getting your thoughts together be sure to hit that subscribe button and turn on those notifications so that you can have the best and alerts updates and coverage on your on your favorite program the alabama crimson tie but as you're getting your thoughts together here Another fun topic within a topic being discussed is Alabama linebacker Jalen Moody. We got a chance to discuss Shane Lee to end last week's edition of shows and also bringing up Shane Lee with one, you know, Mac Hereford. But now we look at one Jalen Moody, the three-star out of Conway, South Carolina, came into that 2018 class, if I'm not mistaken. And, and you know, Moody's a guy that he's got capability – He's got a lot of ability to be a very productive player, a guy that, you know, spent much of his time on special teams this past season, is trying to work in a role at linebacker. As you're seeing the video here on screen, he's cut up, he's ripped up. He's got some pretty good feet. Um, I know for a fact that, well, I know with uh, Dr. Ray and his speed training is going to try to get him even more faster, even more quicker, even more with a burst to him. But you see, he's got, you know, the basic quickness there. He's got the ability to, you know, make hits on special teams, make tackles in space, you know, fly around the field, you know, make big plays. The question is going to be for Moody is, can he carve out a role at inside linebacker? Because when you have Dylan Moses back, when you have Joshua McMillan who can play – 
both inside and outside, although I believe and I've been told he'll be more so suited for that outside role. You got Christian Harris who can play inside, who's going to play inside. You've got Shane Lee who's going to play inside. You've got Alakaho, a young man that a lot of people are happy about, and he will be the starting dime linebacker. Mark it down right now. He'll be the starting dime linebacker. He'll even get into some nickel looks as well. But before we continue that, we actually have a call in the queue. You're live on In My Own Words. What's going on on a Monday? You're live on In My Own Words on a Monday. What's going on? Hello. How we doing, caller? You're live. Hey, uh, I have a couple questions. I was like, uh, you know, after I, as I started the roster, I'm like the wide receiver position. The wide receiver position, we have like, you know, we have uh, Meacham, uh, Smitty, and uh, Waddle. All right, I'm gonna ask like the four, five, six receiver. Who do you think will step in them roles and become a contributor? You know, to our you know wide receiver position, who will stand out? be the next person, you know, that X the X factor person that that person can come in and make the key first downs or make the key touchdowns and everything. You know what I'm saying? And uh I'm gonna stand back and just listen to your comments. Appreciate the call there. The next who 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 could be the next key factors? John Metchie is one off the top of my head. John Metchie is one that will come in and make a huge impact. I've said if I've said this once, I've said it a thousand times. This is Calvin Ridley's Canadian twin. I mean, this is somebody that can run the routes, highly explosive, can catch the ball at any point, at any plane, uh, tore up the 2019 spring game, probably would have tore up this spring game if we would have had spring practice, but coronavirus, you know, got in the way of that. But John Metchie is one guy right there. Another guy. Keep your eyes on Slade Bolden out of Louisiana, the former Gatorade Player of the Year. And Slade, he can do a lot of things. He was a former high school quarterback, so he can throw the ball. He can pass the ball. He very good receiver. A lot of teammates kind of compare him to one Julian Edelman. So you've got Slade Bolden in there, and you've got Tyro Shaver. So give me Mechie, Bolden, and uh, Shaver's. Those three that will step up. But, man, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Keep listening. But my three, Medchie, Bolden, Shavers. Okay, all right. Thank you, sir. Those three guys, John Mechie, Tyro Shavers, and Slay Bolden. Man, I hope I hope Tyro Shavers steps up this year, this year and really does the job. But just getting back here to the topic of of uh, Jalen Moody before the call came in. Yeah, Moody's going to – the question for Moody is can he, can he uh, carve out a role at inside linebacker? When you have Dylan Moses, Christian Harris, Shane Lee, Alakaho, and even the two young freshmen, Demoy Kennedy and Jackson Bratton, who will be itching to get on the field to make something happen for the Crimson Tide. It's going to be tough on Moody. A great special teams player. Doesn't mind getting out there, you know, laying the wood on kickoff coverage and punt coverage. Also doesn't mind helping on the kickoff return team and punt return team, you know, knocking guys out and helping either Jalen Waddle or Henry Ruggs III when Ruggs was playing at Alabama, now in the NFL, and also a Trayvon Diggs, kind of the same thing. He didn't mind escorting guys, as I should say, down the field for big gains and or touchdowns, but trying to create a role on this defense, 
it'll be fun to see here. What would he be able to do? What can he do? Can he carve out a niche? He will have David Ballou and Dr. Ray helping him out there, but just something to see on Jalen Moody. But we take another break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. Continue lighting up the YouTube chat line with thoughts. Continue lighting up the call-in with your thoughts as well. But upon our return, we look at... A question that was offered by Carr on last week, and it looks and we as we track down players that maybe left the Alabama program via the transfer portal. Where are they now? What are they doing? Are they having some type of success? We'll look at it on the other side of the break. We come back to my own words. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. All right, Crimson Tide Nation back in from the break on the hottest show on the streets. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. I got the man, John Ivory, in the building as well. And John, we ended last week's show with we had a call. Yeah, we had a caller to, to kind of make a suggestion. And the suggestion was of the players that decided to come to, to, to Alabama and uh, they also decided to leave the program via the transfer portal. You now, how many of those guys have actually had success? Where are they now? You know, tracking them, what are they doing? Have they been good? Have they been bad? Because for a lot of players that leave the program, you really don't hear about them after they leave. I mean, uh, you may get one or two stories on them and then they go ghost. So we're going to take this time to look at some players, to track some players that went in the transfer portal and how did they do. And we're breaking them down into three categories. Category one is the major success category, which means they left Alabama, they put up some gaudy numbers, big stats, they helped their respective programs win double-digit games. They either won conference championships, maybe a national championship, won a big bowl game, took their team to the college football playoff, just big success. And then we'll have category two, which is moderate success. Probably didn't win a probably didn't win a major bowl game, probably didn't win a major championship, probably didn't take their team to the college football playoff, but they put in some good stats. They were a they were, they were marquee contributors if you will. And then we have category 3, the group that dropped off the face of the earth <laughs> and we hear absolutely nothing from them and it just didn't work out. So, number 1, the major success group I can only think of two, Jalen Hurts and Dallas Warmack. Jalen Hurts, who 
came to the University of Alabama in 2016, was there from 2016 to 18, three years. I helped out, I was a, um, set a lot of records, quite a few records. SEC Freshman of the Year, SEC Offensive Player of the Year, you know, set the single-season touchdown mark at that time at 36. Part of a national championship, 2017, two SECs, 2016 and 2018, uh, was a big deal at Alabama. Got his degree, transferred from transferred to Oklahoma, and the young man blew up over 5,000 total yards offensively, 53 total scores. He was... Uh, Big 12 Newcomer of the Year, first team all Big 12, Big 12 champion with the Sooners, led Oklahoma to the college football playoff, and was selected number 53 overall in the second round of the NFL draft by the Philadelphia Eagles. So Jalen Hurts, big success there. As we go to Dallas Warmack. Came to the Crimson Tide following in the footsteps of his big brother Chance Warmack. And uh, you know, Dallas was a part of some SEC teams, a couple of national championship teams for the Crimson Tide as he came in the 2015 class. So 2015, 2017, part of two national titles. But as an offensive lineman, he went to Oregon, chose to go to Coach Cristobal and the Ducks in the Pac-12. And you know, this past year, had a big season. He helped one Justin Herbert have a 3,000-yard passing season, 32 touchdowns to just six picks. Helped C.J. Verdell have a 1,000-yard season as a running back. And uh, the Ducks won the Pac-12. It you know, won the Rose Bowl, came so close to getting to the college football playoff and would have gotten there if not for a loss to Auburn to start the season. So big success for Jalen Hurts, big success for Dallas Warmack. Now we go down to the moderate successful group, and this was the group once again that had big numbers, probably didn't win big bowl games, probably didn't take their team to the college football playoff, probably didn't win a national championship, but had big numbers. And that group starts off with – T.J. Simmons. T.J. Simmons had over 400 yards receiving this past year for the West Virginia Mountaineers. I remember when he came to Alabama in the 2016 class with Jalen Hurts and Quentin Williams. Had a lot of high hopes for Simmons. Thought he would stick around. He had put on some weight. He had, you know, thickened up, you know, muscle-wise, but chose to take his talents elsewhere and having moderate success with the uh, Mountaineers. Another guy, Brandon Kennedy. Was an offensive lineman at Alabama, came in that 2015 class, but ended up going to the Tennessee Vols, was the anchor of their front line a season ago. The Vols finished at 8-5 and five on the year, and he comes back as one of the key cogs, or the main cog of the line again at that center position. So having moderate success, we will see what Tennessee looks like this season with they're probably going to go with the freshman quarterback in Harrison Bailey as opposed to Jared Garantano. They've got running back by committee over there at Rocky Top. They have to figure out who will be the receivers because no more Juwan Jennings, no more Tyler Bird, no more Dominic Wood Anderson. It returns Josh Palmer, but they will play with a lot of freshmen as well. So moderate success for Brandon Kennedy. We'll see what he does this year. Another guy, how about Lane Hatcher? Hey, hey, he was a late addition to the 2018 signing class at quarterback, but he ends up going to back home to Arkansas State. And he had a good year last season, 27 touchdowns, only 10 picks. Not a bad year for Mr. Lane Hatcher, starting guy for the Red Wolf. So 
you know, we'll see what he continues to do as his career progresses on. So he's having moderate success right now. Another guy, Aaron Robinson, who came from Deerfield Beach, Florida, like Jerry Judy, came to Alabama in the 2017 class, if I'm not mistaken, 2017, 2018, one of the two, but I'm going to go with 2017. Didn't have a chance to do much at Alabama. He chooses to go to South, to go to Central Florida and had a good year for the Knights. He had 54 tackles to his credit, 10 pass breakups, and three picks for one Aaron Robinson. So pretty good success there for that young man. Then you go to B.J. Emmons, the running back who, when he got hurt, it opened up the door for one Josh Jacobs in that 2016 season. Emmons right now at Florida Atlantic. He had six rushing scores last season, so some moderate success. We'll see what he does continuing moving forward. And then last but not least, one Daylon Charlotte came to Alabama in, I believe, the 2015 class, if I'm not mistaken here. And Charlotte, you know, had some decent moments at Alabama, never really panned out, decided to take his move over to Kansas in the Big 12 last year, had over 400 yards receiving one touchdown reception. So moderate success for those guys. And now last but not least, we hit the group that gone with the wind and uh, dropped off the face, and we rarely ever hear from this group. Uh, first and foremost, Blake Barnett. Mm. Blake Barnett was thought to be the man in 2015. The slogan was, get on the Blake Barnett bus. If you ain't on this bus, we leaving you. He thought he was going to be the next A.J. McCarron. I mean, he came to campus wearing bow ties every day, just like A.J. But unfortunately for Barnett, it, it just didn't work out. It just didn't fit the plan. It just didn't hit the bill. And he... Ends up bouncing from Alabama to Arizona State and from Arizona State to South Florida. It, it, it just has not worked for Blake. Now, luckily for him, he is married and has a son. So the personal life's going good. But the football life, not the way he thought it was going to go. So number one there, Blake Barnett. Another guy that um, sort of comes to mind is one Antonio Alfano. And people thought he was going to be a really big deal when he came in 2019, one of six defensive linemen to sign the letter of intent. And it just didn't work out for Alfano, didn't have the weight, got impatient at times, and ends up leaving, transferring to Colorado. Didn't play much last year. We'll see. Well, yeah, I think he had to sit out, too. We'll, we'll see what happens for Alfano. But right now, he's kind of dropped off. Like, no one knows, you know, what he is doing, you know, at this point. And then right along with him, you got Ayabi Anoma, who came to Alabama in 2018. People are high on him, coming out of the Baltimore, Maryland area. He was supposed to be this pass rush demon, this pass rush specialist. High hopes for this young man. Didn't work out for him. People thought he was going to back, go back home to Maryland to be with his grandmother, who was sickly. That did not happen. He ends up going completely stage left to Houston. I don't know. Houston has no dealings with Maryland, but he goes to Houston, and he ends up getting dismissed from the Houston Cougars for a violation of team rules. So hopefully Ayabi gets it together, but Anoma right now is one of those guys that dropped off. Another one on that list is uh, Cooper Bateman. Not, not Cooper Bateman. Not Cooper Bateman. Adonis Thomas, excuse me. Adonis Thomas was another one that people had high hopes for at the linebacker position out of Georgia. 
Didn't work out for Adonis Thomas at Alabama. He went to Florida State. Didn't have a lot of success at Florida State. Did not get drafted to the NFL. So we're just wondering what Adonis Thomas is going to do at this point. Now we look at one Cooper Bateman. Got a little bit ahead of myself. Cooper Bateman came in from Cottonwood High School, Murray, Utah to Alabama. He was athletic. People thought he was going to be good. People thought he was going to be the guy. Didn't work out. He transfers back to Utah and he has not played football since. And then Last but not least, I mean, Cooper Bate, not Cooper Bateman, David Cornwell, kind of the same deal. You thought he was going to be good. You thought he was going to be great. Just didn't happen for him at Alabama as he came in as a four-star. He transfers to Nevada. He hasn't played football since as well. So that's just your list here, folks, of the guys that had big success, had moderate success, had no success at all upon leaving Alabama for the transfer, thinking that the grass would be greener on the other side. But as always, people, you want the best in news, notes, information, and content on your Crimson Tide. You can get this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Very simple, easy to do. You can get this from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you just so happen to have the Android phone. For those podcast options, whether you like iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio, we got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will return on Wednesday, continuing the conversation that is Crimson Tide football. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives, appreciate value. Those husbands, children, continue to do those things to legitimately now not be bored. Get those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Salute your veterans. It is Memorial Day. Until next time, folks. So long, everybody. It's been in my own words.